This is why Taylor is the best like producer ever. Hold on, here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jim Gardner, and the big story on Action News tonight. The 76ers shit the bed, and the Philadelphia Phillies have played three. Hold on. Oh, here's the best part. Hold on. Take a little bit of time. And then they show the Chopper 6, like, crashing into the ocean. Brendan, you'll see. Hold on. Here we go. All right. This is, all right. <laughs> Do not uh, wrap, go any farther. I'm, I'm, wrap it up. I can't listen to him sing anymore. No, see, this is the secret. Together. A little bit of time. All right, all right, Taylor, that's enough. I can't believe I had to listen that's to enough. Seamus sing for that long. Welcome into a fantastic edition of the From the Nosebleeds Action News Edition. <laughs> I am Jim Gardner. No, I wish I was Jim Gardner. I don't get paid enough to be Jim Gardner, but I am trying to grow the Jim Gardner mustache. But it's great to be with you guys. Vince Lobiondo is here. Yep. I don't know why, but he's here. Taylor's, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. What if we, see, Taylor's acting like I just like <laughs> shot him in the head or something. This is you humor. This is humor. This is humor. Anyway. Top tier. So I like the Action News theme song. Tower, thank you so much for digging into the archives. It's a great song. It's a great song. I think it's called Move Closer to Your World. Yeah. My fr- well, and in parentheses, it should say my friend. I mean, that's like about the only words they say, so it's a safe bet that yeah. that's... It's a great song. Like I'm that. not saying it's not great, but guessing the name isn't like that difficult. So because I am an incompetent human being, I'm an incompetent adult, basically, is what, what, um, what's happening with my life. Um, I have a job. Uh, I'm dedicated. I'm an extremely hard worker. I do this on the side, you know, but I kind of want to make that. I, I, I want to do this more often, more full time. But in the meantime, I have to get a car. And in the meantime, I have to get a license. And in the meantime, I got to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you're a little late on that. I'm a little late on a lot of stuff. I'm a late bloomer, always have been. I won't go into details. Are, are you the only person out of your friend group without a license? Uh, yes. But here's the thing. He's that one. Here's the thing. It's happening soon. But so last week I had to miss because I wasn't about to spend $160 on an Uber uh, to get here as much as I love being here. Because frankly, I don't have enough in my account to do that. But anyway, so... The show before we, um, the show before last week. So what? Two weeks ago, we yep, did. Two we, weeks ago, we oddly did a segment, not a, not an entire segment, but we mentioned Regis Philbin. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? I said I binge watched it. I was mocked. I was mocked, 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 endlessly mocked. All right, relax. I felt like I was at a Dean Martin roast. I was getting mocked. Are you about to do a parade because somebody died? I am not about to do a parade because so somebody exactly died. What he's about, about to do. To. <laughs> exactly. But what I'm What's saying is I find it highly bizarre that I talk about Regis. Two days later, he's dead or something like that. It was like I talk about him on Monday. He dies on Saturday. So are you trying to say like this is your fault? No, I'm trying to say maybe like I had like a premonition that something was going to happen. And I just want to take the time since I have a platform right now, as little as that platform may be, to honor the life and legacy of Regis Philbin because I used to spend hours and hours watching Live with Regis and Kelly because my family did that. They would do these things. They would watch Live with Regis and Kelly. And I thought Regis was the man. He was the ultimate showman. He was the ultimate broadcaster. He had the voice. He had the charisma. He had the humor. 
Taylor's a millennial, so he doesn't know what's going on. You are a millennial. But, uh, Taylor's. Uh, uh, you want to be a boomer so bad, I don't understand. Well, he I, started. I am an old soul. I, am, is a man not allowed to take his time on a platform to honor a great man who passed away? No, you I'm know, not you saying it's, you, man. Now, Kelly Ripa said it was a tragedy. I don't think it was a tragedy. The guy was 89 years old. But I'm just saying, he lived a great life, big Notre Dame fan, huge Notre Dame fan, and I think it's great. I think Regis will be missed, and he was an icon. And incidentally, yeah. he was friends with Don Rickles, so he's even better. Sure, if that, if that helps you out there. Yeah, I, I like to think of myself as the second coming of Don Rickles. Dear Lord. Let's talk some sports now. All right. Uh, first off, I figured there's a lot to talk about baseball, so we could get to that later. Sure. Since uh, the Sixers are about to tip off, I wanted to start off with them and their uh, their performance the other night. Okay. Did you watch the game? I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, so first of all... Wait, wait, wait. How much? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I was drinking heavily when I was watching it, so... Okay. Not heavily, but I was, you know... You don't know at what point in the game you're watching. I, I don't. I, I don't really care. About the Sixers, I really don't care. I'm, I was just asking. Ridiculous. But anyway... I mean, what's is that really ridiculous? Yes. It's a team that consistently loses. So are the Phillies. Yeah, but at least the Phillies brought me a championship 10 years ago. Fair enough. 12 years ago. Stop living in the past. Anyway. Long uh, time ago now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, where was, oh, the Sixers are now responsible for killing my hot streak in gambling. Okay. I'd just like to point that out. Yep. Um, That's your own fault. Yeah. So that probably is your own last fault. Last weekend, I uh, did a bet on UFC again, lost 70 bucks, but I woke up drunk the next morning and said, you know what, I need to make that $70 back. So I just put in a parlay on a bunch of random soccer teams, hit that for like $200. So I'm like really riding high, and then... Uh, that, that parlay high is dangerous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it is. It, it's a it's a feeling quite like nothing else. I think nope. the Uncut Gems parlay was the best. Well, I, think yeah. you should, I think you should but do that. I did, I did a bet on the Sixers. I had uh, Ben Simmons at over 15.5 points. Joel Embiid at over 22 and a half. All I needed was the Sixers to win. JoJo had a good game, and though. And they couldn't fucking guard TJ Warren, who comes out of the woodwork to straight score to the hall 53 fame. points. That man's going straight to the Hall of Fame. So let's just add him to the list of uh, Sixer killers. Uh, players that just dominate against us and stink. The, the weird, yeah, the weirdest list. But, but uh, Spencer did witty, Aaron Baines. But he doesn't historically like go off on the Sixers. No, but he's on that list now. He's, that, he's a good scorer, but no, not this level. No, of course not. I mean, there's, there's just, a fluke. Is there's what a long list of players that randomly go off against the Sixers. But uh, something I wanted to talk about that I took away from the game that is a negative is just, uh, first of all, Josh Richardson looked looked terrible, like really bad, like horrendous just did not know what to do on the, f the court uh Joel Embiid telling Shake Milton he was gonna quote slap the shit out of him uh, yeah but here's the thing probably Sh was not the best thing but Shake Milton stinks okay first of all let me let me get into why you're wrong how am I wrong because one Shake Milton is not that bad he had a bad game why is he he's a starting fine. point guard in the NBA? He's a perfectly fine player he had a bad game second of all I don't care if Shake Milton sucks Joel Embiid is the leader of this team. You can't get in the face of your basically rookie point guard and tell him you're gonna smack the shit out of him. If you if he would have been like, you gotta fucking play better, dude. Like that's one thing. But he literally threatened to physically assault his teammate, <gasps> who's basically a rookie. Oh no! But you can't do that because look, if you Why? watched, did you watch the clip of it happening? Yeah, Shake yeah, I saw it. Shake tried to come at him to fight him, and then for the rest of the game, Shake Milton just didn't look into it. 
because he was probably pissed off that his teammate threatened him in front of all his other teammates. Well, I don't think Joel Embiid should have done that. Not I, at all. I think there's better ways to handle that, but I don't think Joel Embiid's a good teammate, period. Well, I don't think he ever I'm has been. I'm not going to go that far. I'm saying right, he, he hasn't been like a really, he hasn't really stepped up and been a team leader. At times he does, but I don't think he's like known throughout the league to be, oh, hey, Joel Embiid's, he's, he's really the team captain over there. He deserves the Derek Jeter C or the Jason Veritek C on his jersey. Well, he hasn't earned that yet, but I'm saying if he wants to get there, he Why can't Why are you do, laughing at me, Taylor? He can't the producer hates Seamus. See, that was a Regis. He thing. can't do things like this if he wants to get to that. Because there's no such thing as a C on any basketball. It, it was a, see, here's the problem. I with just got to let him go. The problem with your millenniums, millennials, is you, millennial. is you take everything literally. You're probably a person that reads the Bible and says, oh, yeah, there was definitely dragons in, in, in Noah's Ark. I'm saying things as a, uh, a, a metaphor. So at what age did you think you were 55? Uh, <laughs> when I turned 23. Okay. Anyway. By the way, my birthday's Saturday. What are we doing? <laughs> Happy early birthday. I don't know. I was thinking about coming over to your house and having a few beers and see what happens next. Cool. Vince is not invited, though. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh... Was I mean? Oh, I'm sorry. As far as uh, slapping the shit out of your teammates. Yep. Um, I think the best example to watch in a moment where I think someone should have slapped the shit out of their teammates mm-hmm. as a leader is uh, LeBron in the 2018 finals when J.R. Smith forgot the score. If LeBron could hold himself back from punching J.R. Smith in the face, Joel Embiid cannot tell Shake Milton he's going to slap the shit out of him for a couple bad fouls. But, like, do you really think that that was, like, the make or break in that game? No, I don't think it was make or break, but that's a big thing going forward. Chemistry is a huge thing. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think the biggest thing was the fact that Shake got, did get in foul trouble early, which led to Raul Neto getting most of the minutes late in the game, and he is not that good. Why does John Creighton call him Raul? Is that uh, like his actual that pronunciation? How you pronounce That's it. how uh, the announcers pronounce it. Oh, yeah. well, if they if Mark Zumoff says it like that, you know, it must be correct. But, you know, it, it is only one game at the end of the day. I would have just liked to have seen the Sixers show me something new in this first game back. I was really hyped up. That- I'm going to make you feel better real quick. It's only one game out of eight, right? Out of eight, right? Right. Okay. They'll, they'll get their shit together, right? Or they won't. So, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think it's – see, here's the thing. I don't know if you're concerned with the with the manager, the head uh, coach. Brett Brown, Brett Brown, yes. Brett, Brett Brown, but, 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 yeah. Excuse me. Not I'm every kidding. term from baseball relates to the other sports. I'm sorry. <laughs> I belong on the MLB network, god damn it. Yeah, you do. I really do. Uh, I could replace Ken Rosenthal. Brown goes, I think he's not a good coach. All right, well, so. I don't think he's a terrible coach, but he's not on this level of coaching. Like, he – it's this a poorly constructed roster. Yes. Well, That's the bigger. That, I agree with that also. Well, John was talking on the the uh, the Emmy Award winning two one five live show right before I came on. Not even how that works. But uh, whatever. Uh, so that was actually their best show yet. I think. I think it was good because I learned a lot. But he said that um, uh, what's his name might get a break because of this whole COVID thing. Rep around. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that this team was <laughs> underperforming before COVID, so I don't think he should get any breaks. I. I'm tired of being stagnant in the position that the Sixers have been in for the last three years. It's regressed now. Yeah, I mean, if we don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, I think he's got to go. And that's just how I look at it. Okay. It's not that I hate Brett Brown. Good dude. Nothing personal against him, but it, it's, it is what it is. I don't like the way he talks. Really, I actually love that. Star hunting. Yeah, that, that annoys that's me. That's one of the things that make me softer on him. He's yeah. almost like a cartoon character. He's absolutely a main cartoon yeah. character. Like he's like, like Peter Griffin's brother. Oh, absolutely. Peter Griffin's like in shape brother. <laughs> I think he's handsome, by Look, the way. If we're uh, going to go head coaches slash managers, 
handsome guy. Wait, so when they show Brett's picture, um, like during the game, like his actual like picture yeah. down there, he looks like he's like maybe forty two. Now he looks like he's like sixty six. Uh, I think it's the this beard. will give you some gray hair. No, you see like just really. Well, he's wearing it on his face. Yeah, maybe he's that one in the coaching the Sixers. It's like the it's pro- like a president. I was about to say it's yeah. like the progression you see the presidents go through after the old white the White House. Isn't that funny how Trump doesn't look <laughs> stressed out at all? And he's like dealing with a global yeah, he's pandemic. Golfing all the time. I know. He's got nothing to worry about. He's got nothing to worry about. Just man. as shitty as you know before he became president. And yep, there's QAnon. People are going to reelect <laughs> him. But anyway, uh, I want to just for a second on a le- grander scale with the NBA. I mean, it's by far. The best handling of this situation so I mean, far when you because we're going to get into the mlb when you look at the way that they have went about these things my god it's it's not it's day and night Man, the, it bo- is. the boomer sport really fucked up yeah the boomers yeah this is like uh this is like attack I mean, shamus day baseball and i enjoy could it. Not be shooting itself in the foot more i i agree with you it, i don't know what you no, want no, me to say i'm not i'm not coming at you oh i I'm thought saying, you were coercing oh, me this up to a conversation i'm just saying baseball you're looking at me the way my ex-wife used to look at me. your ex-wife <laughs> Anyway, I didn't really have an idea. Uh, yeah, uh, basketball <laughs> has handled this swimmingly, in my opinion. The fact that the MLB just thought that they were just going to fly all over the country, like, and it'd be normal. They had the bubble idea right, or first, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You and know what I think? They were supposed them? to do it in uh, Arizona and Florida, I think, which makes no sense because aren't those the You know two what I think happens? They're like, all right, we're going to implement the DH in both leagues, and that's going to make us immune to getting the coronavirus. <laughs> because that's the only thing they did. Like, that is the only... Well, they realigned the division, so now we're going to be playing the East Coast teams more than we would be uh, traveling out West and all that. But here's the thing. The fish came up from Miami, right? I call them the fish. They're the Marlins, and Marlin is a type of fish. I call Here them the fish. Boomer. Call them the fish. The fishes came up from Miami, right? And uh, apparently some of them had the Rona. We all know that. Okay. Apparently they went to a strip club, I'm hearing. I heard that. I, I think that was the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, I heard they went to a strip club and the Cardinals went to a casino. Well, either way, they're not being responsible people. They went to visit your friend at uh, Delilah's. They, they, they went to uh, uh, talk to the girl that knows a lot about the they DH the situation. Dome. And then they went to the Pleasure Dome and they saw Moose, the uh, the bounty hunter. bouncer. Whatever. So, so the Marlins, uh, obviously they had an outbreak, right? Yeah. No Phillies player tested positive for the virus See, and this because is, of that. Let me defend So Matt. I don't understand why our games had to be postponed, really. So we but. always uh, come at Matt Klintak for not knowing how to build a roster, right? Yes. Not a roster of good players. He can't build a build bullpen. Yes. Maybe he was playing the long game, and he built a roster full of strong immune systems. Maybe. So that, so that, that we could that's outla- the answer. So we could outlast all the other teams. There we go. You know, if we're the last team standing, we got to win it all, right? Absolutely. I, so I think you're 100% Klintak, correct. I applaud you. Yeah, good job, Matt Klintak. Woohoo! Yay! He built a team. Oh, no, nah, on a real note, fuck that dude. He yeah, I hate is, Matt Klintak. Is horrible. Matt Klintak is no longer welcome to be he a guest is one on the show. Like Brett Brown, I can see some silver linings and why he hasn't been fired. How in the world is Matt Klintak still? I, I don't know. Holding I, his position. I don't know. And Vince's mic just went way up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, Taylor. Speaking of Philadelphia managers and coaches, prayers up for Doug Peterson, by the way. Yeah, he was got, diagnosed with the yeah. Rona. Big old Doug, Dougie right. P. Not to jump in between different sports, but uh, while we're on the topic of the Eagles, what did you think of uh, Marquise Goodwin opting out? There was, uh, there was people on Twitter who were kind of... Yeah, Twitter was going crazy about the whole Marquise Goodwin thing. I, I don't under I don't see the big deal. I don't see the big deal at all because this is a man who I'm pretty sure in the last four years has lost 
three children to miscarriages and yeah. he now has a newborn child. See, why in the world would he take this risk? And people, I think one of the funniest things I've seen is some of these people have the nerve to call people like him selfish. It's like, yeah, he's selfish because he won't play a game and risk his and his family's health for your amusement. He's selfish. If, right. if anything, right. it's the total and complete opposite. Like, get do people really play these mental gymnastics I to believe that I, shit? I, I actually applaud him for putting his family first. I mean, he's not think. Sure, you, yeah. you know, a guy like him, he's not. He's he's a he's a nice guy. Like I've seen interviews with him. He's he's a good dude. Right? Would I like him to play for the Eagles this year? Of course. Do I understand why he's not? Absolutely. And I'm not even that sure, Vince, that the NFL is going to happen. Uh, either, I, I really don't. At know. this point, I'm not sure either, dude, because they're also. As far as I know, not going with a bubble approach like the NBA, and we saw how that's working out for the MLB, so I have no reason to believe that it's going to work out for the NFL. I like how, like, speaking of opting out, right, you know where I'm going with this one. Mets slugger Yolanda Cespedes. Oh, yeah. There's a game yesterday in Atlanta, Braves-Mets, 105 first pitch, 130 first pitch, whatever. Uh, he doesn't show up. The Mets released a statement in my opinion, an idiotic statement saying, Yoenis yeah. Cespedes didn't show up to the ballpark today. Um, that he, we have r- reached out to him. He has not reached out to us, so we don't have any contact with him. Yeah, and then like I told you out there, they, they basically released a statement that said, we haven't heard from him or anyone a- about him, but we, we think he's fine. And then that was the second statement. They said, uh, he is safe. Here's the thing. If you don't know where the goddamn guy is... How right. do you know he's safe? No. But but in the end, we know he just thankfully left. he wasn't like dead or something. Because imagine the Mets put out that statement like we don't know where he's at, we even heard from him or his family, but we know he's fine. And then like an hour later, it's like but you a know Tyler what? Skagg situation. Like, like you said, thank God it wasn't a Tyler Skagg situation. But now we can say, I love this, and here's why I love this because it's that is a dumpster fire of an organization, always has been, absolutely, and they are having major major clubhouse internal. Uh, problems right now. The Mets released that statement knowing goddamn good and well that Yuenna Cespedes was opting out of the season. I firmly believe that he informed them anyway. I think that they were trying to make a statement. They've had problems with Cespedes in the past. Other teams have had problems with Cespedes in the past. I I don't think that that guy's ever going to get a job in the major leagues again. He Uh, is a head case. This kind of reminds me of, uh, if you remember last NFL season, I forget exactly the name of the player, but a uh, cornerback on the Bills uh, retired at halftime. Uh, yeah, at halftime. Oh, yeah. He just I retired. I think, I think it was like a beatdown, too. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. But yeah, this is kind of like that. He just doesn't show up. I mean, it's bizarre. That is, that is honestly, like, he might be a head case. That is such a funny move to just not say shit, pack up all your things and leave and don't even tell the team. It is insanity. That is, that's funny. I, I mean, it is insanity. But I mean, is it? it it's insanity. I mean, I this guess what. dangerous you, game. Right, yeah, I'm good now. I was going to say. I, I guess mean, what the league seems like it has no regard for the player safety, so exactly. he basically said, fuck the league. All right, good for you. Uh, speaking of fuck the, N- the MLB, let's talk about Joe Kelly and his uh, eight-game suspension. See, here's the thing about that. The guy threw at, uh, who did he throw at first, Bregman? Uh, he threw at, Br- uh, I think it was Correa. No, maybe he no, threw at Correa first. It was, no, it was Bregman first, the Correa. That's the one that got yeah, him that's tossed. that's the one that got him tossed. Correa's a bitch. But Wait, no, yeah. he didn't even get tossed, did he? He struck out Correa after. The oh, and then he got no, no. He did. He didn't yeah. get tossed from that game at all. No. Oh, he just got suspended. Because remember, he struck out Correa and then made the face at him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So here's the thing with Kelly. I, I don't believe in going for uh, pitchers' heads or, or uh, hitters' heads. I, I I don't think that that's correct. I right. think everybody believes that that's not a good thing. However, 
Major League Baseball has always had a history of policing itself. The Astros thought that they were going to get away with it nope. because of the coronavirus and everything else. As far as policing the game goes, it does not help that uh, over a year ago, Alec, Alex Bregman went on a uh, Barstool podcast and was quoted as saying one of the things he loves about baseball is that the game polices itself. And he specifically stated that he likes when guys get hit if they've done something disrespectful. Yeah, see, isn't that... Doesn't help his case. Isn't that the ultimate irony of yeah. ironies? Oh, it's bad. But uh, I don't think it, he should have been suspended if he didn't uh, hit him in the head right. or go for his Same head. As you know this uh, better than anyone because we've been in arguments about this on this podcast and in group chats. Mm -hmm. I am normally against intentional hitting. I, yes. I hated it. Yes. In this case... I'm going to let it slide because... I like that. Listen, the MLB looks so fucking stupid suspending this man for eight games, which is eight games longer than a single player on the Astros was suspended for literal cheating. Absolutely. It's a joke. And on top of that, when you don't suspend or p even punish these players at all, they, they open it up to things like this. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if... Some suspensions were handed down. Maybe an overall play. I think that the best uh, punishment would have been a one-year playoff suspension. Yeah. Maybe if something like that happens, they're not getting thrown in as much because they feel like they've been punished. The players in the game right now on every team besides the Astros don't believe they have been punished because they haven't. Yeah. So they need to do it themselves. And I want to talk about John Heyman. Did you see John Heyman's tweet regarding this? Yeah, I did. The, the Cal One Ripken of tweet. the worst fucking tweets ever. So he tweeted, basically, he agrees with the eight-game suspension and doesn't understand why Joe Kelly was throwing at the Astros because he was on not on the 2017 team. Yeah. Now, let me start this off by saying that second statement makes no sense. You know why? You know what team Joe Kelly was on in 2017? The Astros. No, the Red Sox. Oh, the Red Sox. A team that directly got outed in the <laughs> yeah. playoffs by the Astros. So he has just as much of a reason <laughs> to fucking hate the Astros, whether or not he was on the Dodgers. He was on a team the Astros cheated to beat. That's true. So why would he not hate them? I agree with you. So John Heyman just should probably do his fucking research. John Heyman also had a tweet about a veteran infielder named Jed Lowry, and I thought it was like probably the most repulsive tweet I've ever seen in my life. What was it? I didn't catch that. I actually don't follow him. It just got retweeted on my timeline. It was something along the lines of uh, Jed Lowry, comma, the Cal Ripken of DL stints goes on the 45-day ver 45 version. All right, so here's the thing about that tweet, right? You're you're making light almost. You're you're a reporter. He he's a respected uh, MLB insider. He works for CBS Sports. He works for MLB Network. He works for all this. He's a respected insider uh, within the industry, and he right. goes on Twitter and tweets about an active veteran Major League Baseball player, and calls him the Cal Ripken of uh, DL stints. First of all, he called it DL stints. It's IL stints, which he should know from his reporting on that change. Right. But I mean. He did get a lot of backlash for tweeting that. Now, I don't know that it was a horrible thing to say. I just thought that it was, like, not necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean like, it's like you, you, gotta, you can't really help if someone that, gets, that you're getting injured. If someone gets hurt, there's no point in yeah. just I mean, I could call like Carson shit. Wentz the Cal Ripken of uh, the NFL's injuries. No, I'm kidding. No, don't do I'm, that. I'm kidding. Don't you do that. It's a joke. I'll kill you. But uh, anyway, yeah, Joe Kelly, I think that suspension's bullshit. Only reason why I agree with it is because he went for the head. That's the only thing I agree with the suspension for. Because I don't think you should be able to throw at people's heads. Again, I would agree with the suspension if the Astros cheaters weren't punished nothing. I understand where you're coming from. Right. It's like you look dumb. 
the whole MLB looks fucking stupid over this. Like, what's stopping other teams from saying, looking from looking at the Astros and thinking to themselves, hmm, they got off pretty scot-free here. Why don't we just try to do the same thing? I know. You're not setting a good example for your league when you're letting players get away with cheating. That's true. You're, you're letting it happen, pretty much, because, again, no punishment was handed out, basically. So what? why aren't other teams just going to try to do the same thing? I don't know. What's stopping them? I don't know. What else you got tonight? What else do I got tonight? <laughs> yeah. You um, usually come prepared, man. I got. I, I had some things written down. Go ahead. Oh, well, I think we... I, I, didn't, I didn't actually prepare that well. That's okay. I had uh, MLB's impending doom. Oh. That was my first, first note here. Because, How about that? Well... Then will be. Uh, how long do you give it? I give it like another two weeks. I'll it, give it. It's done. I'll give it two more outbreaks. <laughs> I'll give it two more outbreaks. One guy dying, and then they'll probably call it off. Um, I'm, I don't think that they are going to last more than a month. I'd say at most. Month. I, I'd say that's like the most. I'll give it ten days. See, here's the thing: they're not going to like call it off in a month because then at that point they only have ten games left in the season. True. So. Look, okay, they're going to the say 10 days. Whatever I'm saying, I don't think that they are going to make it. So I Taylor think, goes 10 days. I, I could agree with that. I think this is their, they made this bad. They're going to lay in it. Right. They're going to lay in it. They're, they're going to ride it out. Like a true boomer. Like Rob, a, I'm just saying that's what I think no, is going to No, no, I'm saying that mentality. Oh, yeah, like a true boomer. Abso- I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so defensive tonight. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob Manfred I, is basically I, like I holding. I apologize. I didn't take my meds. He's holding the season like over the player's head like a. Like a parent driving the car, like I will turn this goddamn car around if you don't get it together back there. Basically saying that to his players, like I will pull the plug on this goddamn season if you don't behave. Also, I don't care about the sport. It, right. I mean, he. I, I say it just about every week on this podcast. I, I despise that man. I know you do. He's killing He's an overpaid lawyer. Pretty much. Yeah. That's basically what he is. Pretty much. It's bad. I know, Seamus. Something we should talk about to show this team some love. We got to talk about the Flyers, man. That was a great victory. Four to one, right? Over the uh, yeah, Boston uh, Bruins. I was about to call yeah. them the Red Sox. <laughs> That'd be so good. You're stuck in that mindset, man. I am. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the two, Flyers, of the, two of the guys that score, I don't even know who the hell they were. Which one? Something Allen. Allen, I think, was one of them. Allen? Or Joseph? Or, I mean, or, I would expect you not to know, like, Raffle and. Uh, I know Phil Raffle. Myers. Are you kidding me? I know. Oh, Phil Myers. That was the one. Yeah, he. That was a fucking snap. Sounds like a late night host. <laughs> Phil Myers. It's, it's ladies game. and gentlemen, from 30 Rock, here's Phil Myers. His shot was a fucking snipe. I don't know if you remember which goal was his. I think he had the fourth. I think it was the third or fourth. Th- yeah, he had the fourth, I believe. I mean, I, I just can't take hockey serious without fans. You know what's something that I like to do? That's like, bizarre uh, to me. Something I like to do to entertain myself, like sports-wise. Don't get too is, specific. Uh, I won't. Trust me. But, uh, like, I'll go to, Actually, like, opposing <laughs> teams' Twitters to, like, just read the fan comments. Like, like when the... Bruins posted the final score of a four to one. Like all the fans losing their shit in the oh, comments. Yeah. And one guy was like, "Oh, I could have waited uh, for a brand new season. This is boring. Like we don't, we didn't even want this." It's like, yeah, dude, you're saying all this shit because you just got smoked four and one. Exactly. It, it, it's funny. I like doing that shit. Uh, I mean, I think the Flyers have a legitimately very good chance to win. Listen, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to watching the Flyers the rest of this season. Right. I feel like I have not been to enough Flyers games in my life. I feel like the Flyers are definitely the most exciting team in, in Philadelphia sports right now. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Phillies, they aren't good. 
and the Sixers, <laughs> who fucking knows what they are. So I, yeah. I think it's a little premature to say the Phillies aren't good. I mean, is it premature to say the Phillies aren't going to win shit this year and probably are not going to win their division and not make the playoffs I think, again? Yeah, it's premature to say that. Sure. Really? Because I'm just in. I don't believe. How many? All. How many games do they win? They're one and two. How many games do they win? They're one and oh, how many at yes. the end? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, um. So what is it? It's a forty game, 60. sixty game season. I'll go forty wins. You're, I think you're blindly optimistic. Forty and twenty, let's go. Yeah. Oh my god, I'd put them somewhere at high twenties, low thirties. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any faith, dude. I mean, <laughs> they drop a series to the Marlins in the first series back, and they have the Rona. They're, they're, they were they were all Rona positive when Jake, that shit happened. Jake Arrieta throws to one fucking batter and gets homered on. That was tonight. Yeah. Uh, now batting for the Yankees, DJ LeMahieu. I just We're going to waste He always adds the S. We're going to waste Bryce's career. I'm already <laughs> sad about thinking about well, it. Well, I actually have to like leave her away today. <laughs> like I'm I hate to like do this, but I'm just saying like I don't know. Like you can actually continue the show you if got you a want with that man. I, I do have a couple minutes. I'm just saying. Let's talk about Aaron Judge. All right, quick. Aaron Let's Judge. <laughs> all rise for the judge. So he I enjoy Aaron Judge. Uh, yeah, he's entertaining. Damn it. He's been playing great. Um, did you see A Rod's call though where he was like A Rod's a clown. I forget if he said names before this, but he was like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Aaron Judge. It's like, well, first of all, what does that mean? <laughs> well, first of all, it was earlier in the broadcast and Alex Rodriguez was saying, Yeah, yeah, me and Georgie Posada. It's like, dude, I know you're a boys with Jorge Posada, but you're on national television. Don't call him Georgie Posada, call him Jorge. Call him by his name. Alex is a fucking clown. People are like, Oh, he's a great broadcaster. He's not. I haven't heard much of him to he's be like, completely uh, honest with you. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I play baseball. That's all he says. <laughs> like, I don't like A Rod. I'd rather have Derek Jeter in the booth. Why is Derek Jeter managing the Marlins or uh, general managing owning the Marlins? I don't know, but I feel like he has a vendetta against the Marlins because it just seems like he's doing this shit intentionally. Do you like A Rod as a broadcaster? I don't think I've heard him broadcast. He's bad. I mean, I. Truthfully, I don't really care who's calling any game. Okay. Like, if I'm going to watch it, I'm just going to watch it. All right. The only sport where I really care about the commentators is the NFL. There's like. Even certain, then, I don't like. I, I, I absolutely fucking no, despise I'm Joe Chris Collinsworth. And Troy Aikman is right next to me. They're, and the Philadelphia Phillies are winning the World Series. They're, well, Troy Aikman doesn't call with MLB. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Aikman and Buck are probably my second favorite. Duo in Joe the Buck NFL. looks like a pencil. He's a, he's gotten a lot better. I know that those Phillies playoff runs back in 08, 07, oh, or 09. He was they really were, enthusiastic. He was horrible. He, he was terrible. He was on downers. It just but came he's, out. He's he's a lot better now. I, I actually enjoy his commentating. Now, I hate Chris Collinsworth. There, you will not find... Now, here's a, a guy. You will yeah. not find a commentator being more biased in a game than when you listen to Collinsworth calling our Super Bowl. But the Collinsworth slide is sick. I mean, yes, I will give him that. It is pretty <laughs> sick. But the whole fucking game, he was basically fall- fallaciating. What's the word Whoa. I look for? Fallaciating Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Filet mignon. Uh, and at one point, <laughs> I think it was when Corey uh, Clement's touchdown was being reviewed, he, he said, uh, I can't wait for this to be overturned. It's like he just well, my actively jo- wanted us to lose. My favorite Joe Buck moment was when Utley hit a home run in like the World Series, and he goes, Utley. Utley goes deep. That was it. Not very. Wasn't he calling? And then the Matt Stairs one. Wasn't he calling J Rolls like crazy walk off too? And he was just like not even excited about that. I think that was on TBS. Okay. 
Either way, though. Very funny. Very Stairs. funny. <laughs> rips one into the night. Stairs, rips one into the night, Honestly, deep into right, so and Philadelphia is back on top. The energy of that call sucks, but I feel like that's iconic. Yeah, it sort of that is. That call is iconic. I now. thought that Joe Buck was a great story when he got to do, and we'll see you tomorrow night, just like his dad did. The it was best, almost like his father was with him. Best commentator in the NFL right now is Tony Romo. I, I hate Tony Romo as Oh, because he knows what's going to happen next. No, it's not even just that. <laughs> he's just entertaining. All I right. think he's the best one. Him and uh, who's he do with Jim Nance? I like Kenny Albert. I'm Kenny Albert. <laughs> he just says like a card. If, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Pat McAfee. He'll do like the random Pat, college nights. Pat McAfee. And he just doesn't give a shit about anything. He would be my favorite if he was like, like calling consistent. NFL games. He's yeah. so entertaining. Yeah, he is. He's Did you see, speaking of uh, ridiculous football things, The Rock bought the XFL today? I'm stoked. Let's the bring it back. First of all, bring it back the fact that it only cost $15 million to buy that league. I mean, it was very, very low. It was like just for low, the taking. Yeah, lowest point it can be at. Honestly, though, I'm happy. I want it to be back. I want a team in Philadelphia, damn it. I said it before, and I, s- I will say it do. again. I, I still like my Houston Roughnecks. I mean, I'm a St. Louis Battlehawk guy, but all if right. you know they're uh-huh. going to bring a team to Philly, I'm going to hop on the bandwagon. Next week on the show, we're actually going to have a special guest, by the way. Who? He's a friend of ours. His name's Eli. Oh, he's coming on? Yeah, Eli's coming on next week. Good. You see, Eli knows yeah. a lot. Eli knows a lot about uh, everything. Like, And he's been like our number one fan for like S- since we've been on the air. Someone else to talk Sixers with. Yes. God. Well, Eli could talk a little bit of everything. Well, right, I'm just saying because God knows you don't care or know about the Sixers. The turkey guy. I mean, he's a, he's a uh, Eli's <laughs> a father judge guy, which I'm not going to hold that against him. A what? He went to, he father, went to father judge. Oh. We're Roman Catholic guys. Yeah. Oh. Snap out of it. I'm kidding. Well, any, yeah, I love very, you. very specific <laughs> reference. I'm sorry I didn't catch it. <laughs> have right, either well, you guys I, watched, uh, or you're going to b- bounce out of I here? I have to bounce out of here, but Vince, you can wait, stay. Wait, wait, why, why are you leaving? I Because I need a ride home, and this kid will literally take off on me. And you trusted him to drive you here? I, I No, I didn't. I was scared to death. I was praying my rosary the entire time. But you kids uh, finish up, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you next week. <laughs> we got a little bit of time. Let's, you guys I'll got like a little bit of time. Out, right. I love you guys. All right, Seamus. It, it was great to see you guys. All right. Now try you. to carry on without me. I know how difficult that will be. It's not going to be an easy task. All Good right. luck. Big shoes to fill. Big, uh, big biceps to fill. Yeah, if you could, if you guys can still hear him, he's ranting about his biceps. I'm fucking swollen. The people are listening, Seamus. All right. I love you. I'm I'm good with talking about Seamus for the rest of the hour. There goes that guy. Have uh, have you been watching the Matisse Thibel vlogs, Taylor? They're actually very well done. I can't believe it. I feel like he might be a better YouTuber than basketball player. Not That's to not uh, nice. come at his skills. He's good. But those are, like, pretty great. I did not see that coming. Him and uh, JaVale McGee have been the two big vlog guys. I've, I've only watched the Matisse ones, but... Um, yeah, I haven't watched JaVale McGee's because they're, like, 20 minutes apiece. And I'm like... Are I'm, they? Yeah. But like close to that. I'm like, do I feel like dedicating the next 20 minutes to watch this guy who I don't care about? I was going to say, I feel like he's too much of a clowning around. The only reason I would watch it is just to see what LeBron is doing. LeBron's not letting him around him? No. Speaking of that, like for the Sixers, I've noticed like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are just nowhere to be found in these videos. I guess they don't hang out with Matisse much. But then again, Matisse might be Tobias' rookie. I've heard that. I mean, even still, I feel like you haven't even seen Ben once in there. No. you saw Ben in the first episode getting off the plane, and that was it. Yeah. And then Joel was in it for, like, a couple seconds. Like, after he got his test. Yeah, that was it. So, like, they had to be in the room it, together. It seems to just be Matisse, Tobias, and uh, Kyle O'Quinn. 
That, that's a sick crew, that's though. That's funny. That is a random crew, but I love it. Uh, in the last episode, Russell Westbrook was playing bag out with them. I don't know if you saw that. Just Did you see his wife there? No, she's there. There is okay. They were talking like by the pool, and there was a girl laying in a chair next to Russell. And when I was watching, it was like, "Who the hell is that? How is the that Russ's wife?" It, I looked her up. It was her. How did she get in? I, I'm just asking well, I mean, questions. All the players got to be pissed about that. Like, well, if his wife can come, why can't I? Mean, mine? Tobias and Matisse and all them were just hanging out with them. Right. Oh yeah. Damn it. See the the NBA man. They were. They were really the top. They better not fuck up because of Russell Westbrook's wife here. Did you watch? All right. Uh, during the third one, I think, when there, uh, Kyle Quinn was uh, on the whiteboard when like they were having the serious yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. And he said, we need to talk to these people. He circled BB and Raul. Mm-hmm. BB, obviously, Brett Brown. Yeah. And Raul. I understand Raul. He's not from America. But Brett Brown. But I was, how, how how do you have to have a talk like that with your coach? Where is he from? Is he from Boston? Boston, Maine. That you're, sur- that you're, you're surrounded by majority African American men, right? Like, but it's Boston. Boston is is a cesspool for all types of bad people, which is always why I get so pissed off when Boston fans say we're trash fans. Like you guys are literal racists. Yeah, like ask any any visiting baseball right. player. All, all the time, these stories come out, and Boston players or Boston fans will be like, "Nah, not not us." Like, well, someone's doing it. Wasn't it? Uh, was it in Boston with the whole PK Subban thing where someone threw a banana peel on the ice and like called him a, a monkey? I think. Uh, I'm not positive on that. I but. can't remember what city it was in, but I know that happened to someone. I can't remember where it was at. I feel like it was Boston, but that might just be because I wouldn't be surprised if it was Boston. And then I forget which there has been multiple pictures I've heard, yeah, get like pretty, yeah, straight up racist terms thrown at them. Boston is terrible, and they will have the, they will have the nerve to say we're trash because we threw batteries at Santa Claus in the 1960s. Get over it. But uh, one other thing about the NBA bubble that's been like confusing for me is, so I'm all for the messages on the back of the jerseys. Like I, I like it. Whatever, do what you want. It's so confusing when I don't know who the player is that I can't see the name on the back anymore. Like, don't get me wrong. If I'm watching the Bucks versus the Rockets last night, I know who Giannis and James Harden are. Yeah. I don't need to see their names. But, like, the third point guard coming off the bench for the Bucks with the quality on his back, yeah, like, when, I have no clue who you when are. When you don't have Eric Bledsoe playing. Right. Did you see Jimmy Butler tried to uh, enter the game with a jersey with no name on it? And they, I was kind of with that. Yeah, it's I agree. It's like a statement no, within I, the statement. Yeah. I think that was probably the most powerful statement out of any of the other jerseys yeah yet the M- nba kind of shoots itself in the foot there, like protest but only in the way we want you to that's yeah that's why lebron and uh anthony davis chose not to wear jerseys and people were calling lebron a hypocrite like oh how can you be so involved in the movement and not even wear the jersey it's like they limited what you could wear he yeah. didn't want to partake in that i think that jimmy butler thing was like i said more powerful than most of the jerseys did you see um okay so when they announced that you could get um, you could order the jerseys with whatever saying like that, but you yeah. had to type it in on like the NBA store, whatever. Somebody tried to type in free Hong Kong and it said this option is unavailable. Not surprised. Not surprised. But the NBA needs to just uh, cut ties with China already, man. It's, it's like, too much money. They don't care. 
don't they understand that they are just looking so dumb here? Like, I guess that money just blinds you, but I did hear they cut, like, a youth camp in China, though. They, like, stopped funding it or something. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a step, I guess. I mean, that's everybody. It's not just the league. It's LeBron, anybody that's powerful, any player. Yeah, James Harden's, like, a pretty big guy in China. You know, the Rockets got the uh, yeah. the Chinese New well, Year's yeah, jerseys. Ever, yeah, ever since Yao Ming, they're pretty much China's yeah. team. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other debate right there. But uh, how about... Uh, the Jonathan Isaac not uh not kneeling and he's been get, I mean I don't condone this but he's been getting killed on Twitter today because he tore his ACL last night yeah and of course people were making some comments about that he's like try to tie it to like the Bible or something something yeah. goofy like whatever he like I still don't get how and I'm not saying he said this I forget I feel like I heard a player say something about like not wanting to disrespect the military by kneeling or whatever. Miles How many times do the people uh, partaking in this <laughs> form of protesting have to tell everyone they mean no disrespect to the military? It's yeah. like and every he, time. Colin Kaepernick, every game he took a knee after he got the same question, he gave the same answer. I am in no way meaning any disrespect to the military. Yeah, and why majority of the time the person that's calling Kaepernick or whoever out is somebody that has not served in the military. Right. So you're speaking right. for people that the, you're not even a part of. The guy that told Kaepernick kneeling was a good idea was quite literally a Green Beret, a yeah. veteran. Like, he told Kaepernick that sitting wasn't as respectful, so he should kneel. And people call Colin Kaepernick a piece of shit, but he was willing to sit there and listen and take into account what he said. And he said, all right, if that comes off as disrespectful, I'll just kneel. And people still kill him for that. It, it makes no sense. I... I could go on all day about that thing, man. That uh, that whole topic. I get into this. And I'll never get an NFL job again. Right. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's bullshit. And I always find it funny when people get on Facebook or Twitter, and like you said, not even be vets, but speak for the vets. Yeah. It's like well, which is even worse. He, let's again, be right, right. It's like they can defend themselves, and I'm sh- I've seen a lot of vets not have a problem with it because at the end of the day, that's what they're fighting. They're for. fighting to defend. Defend your whatever right. amendment right, right that is. Yeah. First right. amendment. But uh oh, I just had a thought and it slipped my mind. Oh. It's like you couldn't get any more peaceful of a protest than just kneeling during the anthem. Like, what more do these people want? Like, it couldn't be any any more cut and dry. It's like it's not like like again, people be like, Oh, riots and looting, blah blah blah, hate it. But they were people will be like, I love peaceful protest, not this. Yeah, okay. Well, we saw that that's not true. Yeah, because you spend hours online shitting on Colin Kaepernick for doing this exactly what you said you're all right with. Yeah, it's just lame excuse because it doesn't match with your ideals. Yeah, exactly. People only care when shit affects them, which they don't understand what Colin Kaepernick is trying to fight for, so they just don't care. Anyway, how are the Sixers doing over there? I'm trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, I see that they're losing. 40-37. Yeah, they've been training back and forth. But. The Spurs. How about the Spurs, man? They just stole the ninth seed from the uh, Trailblazers. Yeah. I did not see this coming, and I guarantee you the NBA has got to be just pissed off that the Pelicans, the Pelicans are 0 2. I feel like the only reason they're even doing these games is so that Zion could make the playoffs. Like, legit. They have the by far the easiest schedule. Right. And, like... Just the perfect amount of games, like to give them some leeway to get in. The NBA's got to be pissed off at them for uh, 
sitting Zion like on a minute restriction. Like, like come on, dude. We we did this for you. The first game, he didn't play any of the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't wish this on him, and I want him to be a great player because he seems like a great person, and he's entertaining to watch. If you're on minute restrictions that badly this early in your career, I don't know how much faith I have that he's going to be able I mean, to play I, for a long time. I Joel Embiid, we should know better than anyone. He went through that. But I just feel like Zion's body just doesn't make sense. I just feel like it's beyond stupid that the Pelicans even brought him back this year. Yeah. Just sit him like out. Like I said that when it first happened. Like, for what? Right. It's like uh, how the Nets chose it. Or, well, I don't know if the Nets chose this more so than the players. But Katie and Kyrie were like, we're just going to wait till next year. Like, it makes no sense to come back. Especially when you have a young player like Zion. Why risk his future to, to get the eighth seed in the playoffs and get swept by the Lakers or the Clippers? Yeah. Like, it seems pointless to me. I guess maybe attendance, but... Right, but... I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe New Orleans fans aren't as uh, passionate as Philadelphia fans. I was going to say, we still showed up after all the years of losing. I mean, there's nothing... They they don't really have history. Yeah, no. Like, they have they're, Chris Paul Yeah, they're era, relatively new... F- well, yeah, the Hornets... I'm, the Pelicans are a relatively new franchise. Well, still, like, even when they were the Hornets, right. like, they still, there wasn't really much to grasp on. Who's to. their biggest player besides Chris Paul? Del Curry? Like that, David West, Kemba Walker for a couple of years. Like that's literally it. They have no history, but still, I, I agree with you. I probably would have sat Zion out for the whole year, rather than risk his shaky knees. I mean, do you blame his knees? His frame makes no sense, man. I literally said he's just a giant muscle with pogo sticks. It, the <laughs> fact that he can—that's that's honestly spot on. The fact that he's uh, how tall is he? Six six. Like th- yeah, he's not tall. Pushing three hundred pounds. Yeah, he, he has to be like, he's all, he's got to be two ninety five. No, Maybe. he's definitely over three hundred. Over three hundred. There's no way. There's no way. Where can we get an over under? We I see a FanDuel commercial here. We need a an over under of Zion's weight. You gotta put him on a scale in front of me. Let ASAP. me see this. I want the but, doctor there, like the exactly. analog scale. Don't give me a digital scale. I'd probably take if the over under was at three hundred. I probably would agree I, with you and take the over there. Way over. It, doesn't it amaze you that he can be of that size and still fucking jump the way he jumps? That's what I mean. No, uh, no knees can uh, can support that. <laughs> I don't care. I, I I find it hard to believe that his knees haven't given out on him already, man. Put the shit he puts them through. I mean, landing with all that weight. It's weird how players get away with like. Well, I mean, Iverson famously did like lying about his height, like saying right. he's like six three when he's probably like five eleven. Oh yeah. Um. When LeBron was like super, super beefed up in Miami, he never got reweighed. That's insane. Like when he was just like a giant. Like, they should probably train. weigh and measure the players every year. Yeah. Like you'd think that would be like a normal thing, like going for a physical almost. Like every year when you come into training camp, the first thing you do is you get a, you get measured and you get weighed. Yeah, that second Miami year with LeBron, I think oh, he, he had to be yoked. over. He had to be over three hundred. I wouldn't be surprised, and he's another one. Like, I mean, he's taller than Zion, but he was in the Miami years. He was a fucking truck. Yeah, he was beefed up. I wonder how much Joel Embiid weighs. His, I feel like his weight just fluctuates. Sometimes he looks like a fat, lazy shit. Sometimes he looks great. Yeah, he's he's just never been like, oh my god, like muscular. Yeah. Ever since I heard, uh, was it Shamit that told everyone his Chick Fil A order? Yeah, yeah. I've just looked at him in, in awe. First of all, that he can eat that much. 
Second of all, he just doesn't care about his body that much. Barkley used to eat like two Big Macs or something before a game. Yeah, that's. I guess that's how you get the nickname, uh, the mound, the round mound, mound. of rebounds. Uh, Bulls drank like a bunch of beers after games. Yeah, back. I'm, sh- I'm sure back in like the uh, when they didn't have nutritionists, yeah, smoked cigarettes and drank beers. At halftime. Yeah, Vladi Divac definitely <laughs> smoking cigs after Laker games. I, I would not be surprised by that. But that's, that is one critique I had of Joel Embiid, which I hope he uh, fixes, is that it just seems like he doesn't care about his fitness. Uh, I mean, he seems better. Yeah, he definitely so seems better now. It just, it's, hope, it's something I hope can uh, keep up because it's like we've you've already overcame like your injuries. Like He's pretty much good on that front now. Like. Yeah. Like he he sits out sometimes, but then again, like barring Kawhi, freak accidents, right, yeah. Kawhi Leonard sits out half the season, and no one complains. But Joel Embiid takes out a game; it's like, oh, he's injury prone. But you've overcome that. Don't let like your eating and diet kill you now. Like not, you're pretty much paid to be in shape, right? It's not that hard, man. Ben Simmons, he, he's he's in pretty good shape. I'm looking at him dunk right now. He's he's always posting uh, some nice little workout vids. Looking good. Maybe, maybe one of these days he'll uh, show what he does in those videos on the court and shoot some threes. I think that's the most overdone take, especially throughout the city. Nah, I know, but what did I tell you, dude? The first game back in the bubble, he shoots that three. No, no crowd. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't he hasn't put one up since. But what what other power forward do we do this to? Like well, every time Giannis takes. A three. Oh, I'm it's laughing. Bad. Oh, it's it's like it's, why? Like that, I agree. Do you, do, is that what everybody wants? So I'm in the middle here. Like, is that what we want? If he's gonna, excuse me. If he's gonna keep playing the four, a three isn't necessary. I I, I would agree with that. If you want to play the one, I think that a three, at least a at least a mid range jump shot is necessary. If you're gonna, like, I don't it's need positionless basketball. That's true. I don't that's need Ben now. Simmons to like become like Clay Thompson. And be like a knockdown three-point shooter. Just develop. If it's not a good shot, don't take it. That's I agree why. with that. I just think that he should. He works a lot in the elbow. Get some elbow jumpers. Like face up and take a shot. Like you don't need to shoot threes. I don't care about that. Just be comfortable shooting from like 15 feet out. And I'd be happy. I just don't get the shame of no, I think putting he, it on Ben it's Simmons. Overdone. It's, it is overdone, but... You have to admit. Like you, you can go over a li- what, what, because he handles the ball? You have to admit the spacing would be better on the floor. That would help. And I feel like... That I mean, could f- if, if there was legit shooters, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing about Show the Sixers. Show me legit shooters, and then I'll give, I'm that, there with you. That is the thing about the Sixers, is that uh, this team is not built to suit Ben Simmons. Like, that as a is way more of the issue. Yeah. Like... He needs to be on a team full of shooters, and he's on a team that has no shooters. Like, go through the starting lineup here. Joel Embiid, I hate when he shoots threes. He's not good at it. Tobias Harris, very— That's what, that's what I'm saying. Do you want Ben to take those shots? Right. I mean, some people—not me. Some people would argue that, yes, just so people will give him respect and defend him on the three-point line. They don't respect Giannis. Yeah, no. Giannis' three-point shot is horrible. Speaking of which, just to go on a little right here, Giannis gets— or James Harden gets all the hate Giannis deserves. Yes. I like Giannis I as a person. Cool dude. Seems funny. I despise Giannis as a player. First of all, yesterday in that game, he hit, I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say House. I think he hit that guy with an elbow. Uh, David in House. The, yeah. in, the, in the chin. Yeah. No flagrant foul. 
he he is the NBA's golden child right now. Yep. And people say Harden gets away with all these, or he gets to the line easy. Giannis gets any call he wants. He gets away with some horrific shit like that. Like James Harden, in my opinion, is probably the most overhated player in the league. I'd say easily. He's up there. Honestly, him and Ben. Ben Simmons is up there. <laughs> I mean, LeBron is up there just because people despise him for whatever reasons. But James Harden, the only reason he gets to the line so much, sure, he's good at selling his fouls. But he's quite literally, if you made a list, he's probably top five most unguardable players in NBA history. I think he might be the best offensive player. Yeah. Like, he's he might sell it a little bit, but he's getting fouled on these if, plays. Yeah, if you actually, like, watch, like, a slow-mo of his, like, Eurostep, everybody calls it a charge. He has his gather yeah. right before he even sets his f- first step down. Right. There's another thing. Giannis gets away with walks left and right. People will call it Harden for that, but not him. Yeah. Uh his defense, not nearly as bad as people made that out to be either. He he was playing fine defense on Giannis for that one possession in the stretch in the clutch. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think James Harden is overhated as shit, and I can't stand Giannis. The, I think yeah. he deserves the hate. The fact that he's perfected a step back three, a shot nobody should ever take, and somehow he's efficient with it is like... Yeah. I think that he is probably, like... When he's having one of those games like he had against the Mavericks, he's the most fun player in the league to watch. Yeah. Like, the way he dominates is so fun. Like you said, taking those ridiculous step backs and hitting them from 40 feet out. Like, they're, he's he's one of the best players I've ever seen, like, offensively. And for this generation, would you say he's a better scorer or Durant? That's really the conversation. Uh, That's a close one, too. Got you thinking. Yeah, I I, I might go hard and still though. I I wouldn't hate it. I yeah. mean, they're both so. Unique. I mean, Durant's obviously the overall better player. Yeah, length and everything. Durant as a score is ridiculous because no fucking seven foot dude with however big his wingspan is should be able to pull up from like half court and hit threes. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, Jan. Uh, if you saw today, I think it was or after the game last night between the Bucks and the Rockets. Uh, one of the reporters asked James Harden how hard was it to guard Giannis, and he just said, next question. <laughs> and people get all mad, but it's like, did we not see all the shit Giannis was talking during the All-Star game? He said he wanted to pick a teammate that would pass him the ball in direct reference to not picking James Harden. Also a stupid question because he know the answer. Right. And then after the game, he said in the clutch, he was just giving the ball to whoever James Harden was guarding. So, like, Giannis shits all over him all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, people will say, oh, but, uh, I'm pretty sure that Harden was, like, pretty upset he didn't win MVP that one year, which I think he should have won. Absolutely. So, I mean, these the reasonings are, are ridiculous. But that's my thoughts on James Harden, just in case anyone out there is wondering. Wish he was on the Sixers. At least he can that shoot. That would be nice. At least he can shoot. Anybody that could shoot. <laughs> yeah. At this point, at this point, anyone. Uh, Josh has been terrible. Richardson. Oh, bad bad like really bad he looks lost he has no he he's not a shooter he doesn't handle the ball like what does he add did you see trey burke saturday on dallas don't even get me started on that the fact that we kept netto over him and then <laughs> what, what do you shoot seven for seven from like three? literally or didn't like miss seven from nine or something ridiculous of course that's the way it shakes out for most philadelphia teams we we get rid of players who become good, and we take in players who were good and become shit. Happens to every team. First, yeah, they all forget how to shoot once they put on yeah. their jersey that says Philadelphia. It, Markel Fultz, man, half court 
full court shot the other day. He's looking just fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to see more I'm, than that. Yeah, I'm kidding. He doesn't look good either. But uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, with that, we'll wrap up here. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, even past uh, Seamus going. I hope that I was able to keep everyone entertained. Uh, all right. Well, me and Seamus and Taylor, we'll see you back here next Monday. Thanks for listening.